So we went through this this exchange with Peter Ducey and Peter Ducey and Joe Biden and over the question of, well, why is your Department of Justice planning on giving four hundred and fifty thousand dollars to people that broke the law, didn't respect our laws or borders or sovereignty? Uh, And Joe Joe Biden's answer was that's just a bunch of garbage, total bunch of garbage. Well, now we have Joe Biden saying families separated the, the border by Trump deserve compensation. I want to play those two back to back and then the White House press secretary's reaction as well. For reports that were surfacing that your administration is planning to pay illegal immigrants who are separated from their families at the border up to $450,000 each, possibly a million dollars per family. Do you think that that might incentivize more people to come over illegally? If you guys keep sending that garbage out, yeah, but it's not true. So this is a garbage report? Yeah. Okay, so $450,000 $450, per person. Is that what you're saying? That was separated from a family member at the border under, under the last administration. That's not going to happen. I'd like to ask you real quick, sir, where, where do you stand? You said last week uh, that this report about uh, migrant families at the border getting payments uh, was garbage. No, I didn't uh, say that. Let's get it straight. You said everybody coming across the border gets five hundred, four hundred fifty thousand dollars The number was what you had a problem with. The number I was referring to. Okay. Now, here's the thing. Sure. If, in fact, because of the, the outrageous behavior of the last administration, you coming across the border, whether it was legal or illegal, and you lost your child. You lost your child. It's gone. You deserve some kind of compensation, no matter what the circumstance. What that will be, I have no idea. I have no idea. I have no idea. So it's garbage, and he doesn't know anything about it. Now he's defending it to the max. And the deputy White House press secretary uh, Karen uh, Jean-Pierre is is also being asked by Ducey and others, and this was what she had to say. Your administration is negotiating cash payments for some illegal immigrants who were separated from family members under the last administration. Why give taxpayer money to people who broke federal law to get here? You like this question, Peter. It's we talked about question. we talked it's, about this yesterday. But not to the heart of the, the point, which is that these people broke the law to come here, and they are going to get hundreds of thousands so, of dollars in taxpayer money. But, you know, I said this to you yesterday, Peter. One of the things that we have to remember what why we're in this place that we're, we are today is because we had an administration that had an inhumane, immoral policy. There is a long line to get into this country legally. Is there any kind of discussion about giving people who are coming here the right way money? Why would uh, why would we be giving people who are coming here the white right way money? Why are you giving people who came here the wrong way? I, I mean, but I I don't understand the the, the question. What is the, you're, you're saying that we should give immigrants. we should we should give people just money who are coming through? I don't understand the question. You're giving people who immigrated here illegally money. Like I said, like I said, that's the Department of Justice. Oh, uh, like I said, that's the Department of Justice. Why do you keep asking this question? Because it's so outrageous. People that did not respect the laws of this country entered this country illegally uh, in the process of doing so. A separation of their family occurs. That is because of their illegal behavior. That would not be the fault of Donald Trump or the United States, nor should you, the American taxpayer, have to pay $450,000 
$450,000 for every instance. This is a this is the very definition of insanity. Most ironic part of this is Joe had no idea that this was his administration's policy. He called it garbage and now he's defending it. Makes no sense. Congressman Andy Biggs of Arizona, Brandon Judd is the president of the National Border Patrol Council. Uh welcome both of you back to the program. Uh Brandon, let me let's talk about how the separation occurred here. It wasn't Donald Trump's fault that people decided to enter this country illegally, is it? So let's be clear that when you violate the law, if I as a parent go into Target or Walmart or any other store and I violate the law, if I shoplift, if I steal something and the cops are called and the cops come and they arrest me, they are going to separate me from my child. That's what happens when you violate the law. Now those cops will try to place my child with a relative, or if they can't get a hold of a relative, they will place that child with the Department of Economic Security to ensure that 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 child's safety, which is exactly what Donald Trump did. Now, the other thing that we have to remember, and this is what seriously ticks me off, is that there are a lot of these people that those children were not even theirs. We know that the the cartels recycle children, which is why President Donald Trump put in place um, DNA tests, rapid DNA tests, so that we could try to find that out. But that happened after all of this, all of this outrage um, when, when these people were separated because they violated the law. There is no difference between a United States citizen violating the law and being separated for their child for that short period of time and an illegal alien that violates the law that we are going to charge with a crime and give a consequence to. This is a ridiculous story, and it makes me mad every single time I hear it. It makes me even angrier. By the way, it's just like a lot of the stores. You use the analogy if you steal from a store. Well, now, if you don't take more than $1,000, you're not going to get arrested either. Uh, Congressman Andy Biggs, I, I, to me, the, I don't know what's worse. The policy, which is atrocious, insane to me, or the fact that Joe Biden had no clue that this was his administration's policy and even called it garbage, says that, that that's not going to happen, and then two days later is vigorously defending it. Well, Sean, they're, they're both outrageous. I mean, when you think about it, I mean, the policy... Brandon went through it. You've gone through it. It is horrific policy. It will provide a lure. And guess who else said it would provide an incentive to come? Joe Biden admits it's going to provide an incentive to come. And then on day three, he says, well, no, hey, you know, I'm all for it. It is, it is something to me to watch the, the chief executive, the leader, ostensible leader of the free world, get up there and basically uh, take the position that all of us would make that it's garbage. That's a ridiculous policy. Nobody should do it. Nobody will do that. And then two days later, after he's been informed by his staff, oh, well, uh, we're going to do that. Oh, yeah, he's going to reverse policy. That shows that he's not running the show in the White House. And that's a very dangerous thing. I mean, this policy is horrific and dangerous and will bring thousands and thousands more people to the country. But the fact that our president is not running the country, that should tell us everything we need to know about the danger we sit in. All right. Well, let me ask you as a congressman, then, because no president, no administration can spend a dime without the approval of Congress. So is are there enough Democrats that would join with the Republicans that I assume would be united? Well, maybe after last week, I'm not so sure. But most Republicans would not approve of this, these payments to people that didn't respect our laws, borders and sovereignty. 
Are there any Democrats you can see joining you? Can we get five or six of them, which is all we need? Yeah, I, I think there might be two or three that would come over and help us. I don't know if you get the full five or six that we need, especially because I, who knows now based on the 13 from last week, but the, but the reality is there are some Democrats who understand very clearly that this type of policy is, is not only unconstitutional, it's, it's outside the rule of law, but it's da- dangerous precedent and will bring more people in. I think, I think of a few in Texas. Uh, members of Congress who I think might be willing to come over with us um, because they understand because their their communities are being overrun by this and so so I would hope that we get some of our friends across the aisle just enough to to do something with this because we have legislation we've introduced both in the House and the Senate to take care of this but we need the Democrats to help us what is what can Congress do in terms of the new Attorney General now here in Joe Biden's represented Delaware five thousand years Joe Biden never once has lifted a finger to make voting more accessible in Delaware. Uh, then you have uh, now a politicized Department of Justice led by Merrick Garland. He's now going after Texas and he's going after the state of Georgia, which have far more accessible laws in terms of voting than Joe's state of Delaware. Uh, in, in Georgia, you have 17 days early in-person voting. You have a drop box in every precinct. And yes, they have voter ID. You have no early voting days in person in Delaware, no drop boxes anywhere, and you still have the photo ID requirement. Um, can anything be done to stop this obvious politicizing of the Justice Department? And I'm not even mentioning this, this letter referring to parents and investigating parents as domestic terrorists if they get loud at a school board meeting. Well, it just keeps getting worse and worse. And Merrick Garland, thank, thank goodness, just the one good thing Mitch McConnell ever did was prevent him from getting on the Supreme Court. What, what we are trying to do is we want to see, we're, we're pushing impeachment of Merrick Garland. This guy has violated his oath of office, but he's abusing his power and his authority, and you saw him in the hearings that we we took uh, took him to task on. He's he's basically incompetent and doesn't know what's going on. We've got to we've got to bring him in. We've got to try to impeach him, and that's that's where we sit right now. Uh, well, the only way I think that's going to happen is a year from now, assuming Republicans get control of the House. That 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 is the only way that I think people have that people have got to understand. Democrats are going to stay united as a block, and nobody's going to stand up to the squad, I don't think. Do you see anything? Well, I'll give Brandon, I'll give you the last word on this. Go ahead. No, I, there's obviously, you just said it all. Unless the Republicans take back the House, they're not going to be able to impeach Merrick Garland. But let's, let's be honest, it's going to happen. The Republicans are going to take back the House. There, there could potentially be sweeping changes as long as there's not a bunch of rhinos in there, um, like what we just saw with this last bill that they just passed. Um, but as long as the Republicans stand up and as long as they do what's right, they're going to get rid. They're going to take back the House in 22. They're going to take back the Senate in 22. And, and Joe Biden will become effectively a lame duck president. All right. Appreciate you both uh, being with us. Brandon Judd, thank you. Andy Biggs, always great to have you. 800-941-SHAWN, our number. Uh, let's say hi to Angelo is in New York. Angelo, how are you? Glad you called. Good, Sean. Thank you very much for taking my call. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yeah, you, your your previous speakers hit that nail right on the head. It, it's just incensing me last night or last week to see our president totally dumbfounded by what Peter Ducey was questioning, which reinforces that he's not running the, the show. He's got people behind the scenes pulling his strings when he says it's all garbage and nobody's going to get paid. I, honestly, I don't know if the policy is worse or the fact that this was a policy that he knew nothing about. 
you know, I, how am I going to feel paying my taxes knowing that it could be going out to illegals for this? What about, like your previous speaker said, when, when criminals get arrested and they're the sole parent of the child, the child, of course, for their safety gets pulled away. Well, they're, they're suffering. Are you going to now be subject to lawsuits that you've got to pay them too? You know, this is wrong on, on every level. It's wrong. And, and as a taxpayer, I got to see my money go away like that, you know, be spent like that. It's totally wrong. This, somebody's got to put the brakes on this guy. The only people that can put the brakes on this whole disaster are you, the American people. It's going to take every hand on deck. It's going to take a massive, a, a massive outpouring of people at one year from now when we have an election. If Republicans take the House and or Senate, the Biden agenda and the insanity all stops. It will all stop right in its tracks. And, and I think I think it yeah. will happen then. But I'm just scared for the next 12 months. Well, you should be because, although I, you know, I'm more and more I'm getting confident. I, I think last week's election results, I think it, it only stiffened the spine of people like Joe Manchin. I, I think he's really and truly had it with his party. And and he's he's been consistent. I've seen a lot of instances now where they have done everything possible to twist his arm and change his mind, and he's not given in. So I'm assuming he's going to stand where he is right now. And as long as they don't change the filibuster rules, we have a shot to rescue the country. And that'll be in 2022. But then the final, the final piece of the puzzle will have to come in 2024. And, and if we if can, then we can get the country really back on track. And I think America's learned a lot in 10 months about new Green Deal socialism, and I think they've had their fill of it all. Anyway, I appreciate you being with, uh, being with us. Thanks uh, for checking in. 800-941-SEAN is our number. All right, 25 now to the top of the hour. As promised, straight to our busy phones. Teresa is in the great state of Michigan. Hey, Teresa, how are you? Glad you called. Hi, Sean. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Actually, I'm vacationing in Vegas because I live my life. Wow. But I was calling because... Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> are you, you going to play the slots? Are you going to play blackjack? Are you going to play poker? What are you going to play? Bingo in a minute, but we're playing slots mostly in bingo. Okay, yeah. good for you. I hope so I, I, I give you good luck. I hope you win a lot of money. Thank you. Me too. Um, so as a grandparent of 13, you know, Republicans did really good this election. And in 2022, we're going to do good because... With the mask mandates and the vaccines and being called a criminal because you're trying to fight critical race theory in your schools. You know, how many people are taking their kids out of schools? It is. Well, no, they, they're going to they're going to have the FBI. I mean, when Merrick Garland wouldn't even acknowledge that he knew about the letter and then when knowing about the letter uh, to rescind the letter. I mean, when they're talking about using the FBI to go after parents at school board meetings, et cetera, you know, and, and see if they're they're involved in domestic terrorism. Um, no, that's not where the federal government needs to use its very limited resources. And for most of us, it's all politics until you involve the children. Uh, listen, we saw you what know, happened in Virginia. I think it, I think that's a big part of it. I Look, I'm, it is. I'm, and it's going to be good in 2022. I agree with you. Because uh, there's nothing that Joe and the Democrats are doing that's successful. At the end of the day, if you want to get reelected, it's all going to be based on your whether or not what your policies that you advocated and pushed for and implement, whether they're successful or not. 
Um, I would argue if you take COVID-19, the pandemic, out of the 2020 race, Donald Trump easily wins 40 states. That's my opinion. We obviously don't know, but um, Joe Biden was just pounding him and hiding. He got to hide in the basement. And then, of course, there were states that didn't follow their own laws, which frustrates me or their own constitutions. If we want integrity and competence in election results, that's got to be resolved. But the last part of this is, you know, leading up to the pandemic, it was a very different story. Most people now understand that 2021, we've lost more Americans to COVID than 2020, except the media just doesn't put there how many people are sick, hospitalized and have died from COVID on this screen anymore because Donald Trump's not president and they protect Joe Biden. Right. They're they're not even saying anything about it. They're ignoring half of the like there are protests everywhere. I'm in Michigan normally. And there are protests every day, and you do not see it on the media. You just don't see it. The media is corrupt. They are the mouthpiece for Joe Biden and the Democratic Party and the New Green Deal Democratic Socialists. That's who they are. Most people figured it out, though. Trust in the media has never been lower. Uh, Anyway, Teresa, thank you. Appreciate it. Let's head to the great state of Alaska. Wendy, how are you? I wish we would open up. Uh, exploration for oil because it would be good for you, good for your fellow Alaskans, and good for the country that we wouldn't have to be begging OPEC and Russia for the lifeblood of our economy. I totally agree. We definitely need to open up our oil fields more. What's going on in Alaska? What part of Alaska are you living in? I'm in Anchorage. You know, there's a part of me when I'm having those bad days, Wendy, and I look at life below zero and, you know, I, I look at, for example, my favorite show, Deadliest Catch, one of my favorite shows. And I'm like, I, I just need to go there and get away from everybody else. I don't think it's ever going to happen, but there's, there, there is a part of me that calls me to that life, which is very different, obviously, than the one I'm living. It is a much slower paced life. That's why I love it up here. Yeah, good for you. What's on your mind today? Um, Well, I have a comment about last week's election. Um, I think there's concern that the Democrats didn't learn anything after last week's election. But I would argue that they know perfectly well what is happening. I believe they know they're going to lose the midterms next year. And um, so they're pushing bills through like Obamacare because they know that the Republicans haven't learned that they need to remove junk legislation when they get into office. And so the Democrats are continually ratcheting socialism forward and the Republicans just continually hold the line. There's no reversing. And so I think the Democrats know they just have to wait until... Uh, they start getting reelected in six to eight years, and then they'll find themselves still ahead in the game. I don't know how the the Democrats are going to reconcile all of this with the, the radical New Green Deal socialists, the squad, et cetera, in the House. And then Manchin and Kristen Sinema saying, we're not going along with it. Now, if Manchin is successful and he brings the number from $3.5 trillion down to, say, $1.5 trillion. It's still way too much money. We can't afford it, and it's going to be waste, fraud, and abuse, and, and it's all rooted in New Green Deal-ism and socialism. You know, How's the squad going to react? Because they want all of it. They may just bolt because it's not everything that they wanted. But I, I, I think the, the key is eventually going to happen in the Senate. 
What the House ultimately does is no Republican that will support this bill. The 13 Republicans that supported the infrastructure bill, they shouldn't have done it, in my view, but they were part of drafting it. So they went along with it. But I don't see Republic. I don't see a single Republican giving into this bill in the House uh, or the Senate, for that matter. But, you know, you always have the Lisa Murkowski's of the world from your state. And you have, you know, Mitt Romney, Ben Sass, and, and all the usual suspects, right? Yes, and we we really don't like Lisa Murkowski at all up here. <laughs> well, you have a chance. She's going to be primaried, and we've had the woman on that's going up against her. Yes, I, I agree. We've been trying to get her out for years, but unfortunately the... Well, uh, from what I can see, Kelly Chewbacca's campaign is doing very well up there. Good. That's great. But but one thing that the Murkowski people are doing, too, is they seem to want as many candidates in there so that the people of Alaska won't coalesce around one candidate. And that would give her better odds of winning. Uh, So we'll see what happens. We'll keep you in the loop as we get closer, okay? Thank you, Sean. All right. Have a great day up there. Scott is in Michigan as well. We have... Michigan callers galore today. What's up, Scott? How are you? I'm well, Sean. Yourself? I'm good, sir. Thank you. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Just fighting hey, these talking. allergies. I've had the worst allergy season of my life ever. I think, it, I think it's hitting everybody across the country. We, uh, every morning I have the same problem. Yeah. What's going on? I, w- I want to talk to you a little bit about the vaccine mandate. So, um, you know, you look at you look at what's been happening, and they push it out to January 4th. And, and if you just run the numbers, we've got 94 million people that work for large companies that could be affected by this, not just private companies, but, but people who work in the, you know, for, uh, companies that supply, uh, ships and, uh, aircraft carriers, tanks and things to the Department of Defense. If, if let's say just 20% of the 94 million that are working for these large companies, don't have the vaccine and lose their job overnight. I don't know that the Democrats have have really, or the Biden administration has really thought this through as to to what's going to happen when that many people hit the street all at one time. There's going to be just mass chaos. It's it's. We're, gonna we're gonna, but think of what what industries we're losing people. We're going to lose truckers. We're going to lose military. We're going to lose nurses and hospital workers. We're going to lose firefighters and emergency responders. We're going to lose teachers. And what what frustrates me about this is that there's no willingness to think out of the box and figure out, again, the, the vax don't vax debate is kind of over. Because if people are willing to give up their salary and their benefits and their pension because they feel so strongly about something they're pretty committed, and I don't think Joe Biden, Anthony Fauci, or the NIH or CDC is going to convince them. What bothers me is we're, we should be a lot smarter than one-size-fits-all medicine. There's got to be a way to thread the needle so people don't lose their jobs and their salaries and their pensions and their benefits. You know, and I, I reluctantly throw out the idea, well, if if they really want assurance that it's going to be a safe work environment, then at least, at least allow, especially like all of these people that were on the front lines and diving on COVID grenades in hospitals, give them the option of getting tested. Now, is it annoying? Yes. But does it allow them to keep their job that they've worked so hard for, the benefits they deserve, the pensions that that 
they should have coming to them. I don't want people, you know, that especially people that have worked any period of time losing that pension. That that is for the rest of their life. They have earned whatever part they have now. And if they're not fully vested for them to disrupt their work performance or be forced into getting a vaccine that they have strong objections to, and maybe they even have health issues, is is beyond frustrating to me. Now, it's going to be interesting to watch the courts on this. I said this from the very first day Joe mentioned the mandate. I said this this is going to be fought out in the courts. And I would imagine that I think I I would argue people against the, the mandate have a very good case. Oh, I agree. I think that uh, I, I've been thinking for quite some time now that they're pushing this out as far as they can before the courts finally step in and say, enough's enough. This is uh, unconstitutional. And well, I mean, uh, the, the, the Supreme Court has not shown an appetite to take on anything. What do you want to say, Linda? You know, I just had a thought with this conversation that you we're having. It's an, I had a thought. thought. And, and, it, and I feel like it's a valid one. You know, we're making all of these hardworking uh, Americans. All thoughts are valid thoughts. <laughs> but in all seriousness, I think that anybody who is receiving a government check, a welfare check, food stamps, what have you, if you're receiving money from the government paid for by the taxpayers being forced to get a vaccine, then they should have to be getting their vaccine, too. Why are we only vaccinating hardworking Americans? Illegal aliens are coming in. They're not vaccinated. They're not required to be vaccinated. No, they actually get preferential treatment. Yes, they do. And if they they were separated from their families, they're going to get a $450,000 check. Correct. So you're going to get our taxpayer dollars to pay you for doing something illegal. We're going to pay you for doing something illegal, and we're going to give you the treatment that we should be giving citizens of our nation. And we're not going to make you have to get the vaccine that all these people have to get, regardless of any of their religious or medical exemptions that might actually apply. I mean, this is a serious question. I There are ways to keep everybody safe and still accommodate those people that maybe a religious exemption or a medical exemption. There are ways to do it. But they, but but it seems most places now don't even want to consider the other option, if you will. They never wanted to consider the the other option. There's only one option. It's their way or the highway. The problem is, is why is one group of people on the highway and the other people's in a first class jet? I don't understand. Why does the military have to get vaccinated? Why do the workers have to get vaccinated? And why is there no option for other choices? It doesn't make any well, sense. I, I'm making a prediction. Remember, they said that they weren't going to mandate the vaccine. And Fauci said it and Pelosi said it and Biden said they all said it. And then here they are. They they mandate it. And the next phase is, oh, it's optional. Now you can you can give your kids between ages five and 11 the the vaccination. Some schools I know in New York are mandating it already. It is mandated at certain schools in New York, private schools. And I'm like, OK, if, we, if we're going to follow the science it's we lost 162 kids between those between those ages to COVID. Every life is precious. We don't want to ever lose a child. It is almost the same identical number of children we lose to the flu on a yearly basis. So kids have not been, you know, as uh, impacted in any way close to what older people have been impacted by this virus. That was the opposite with H1N1. That was a virus that impacted younger people much more than older people. In this case, very few kids have any difficulty at all if they can track COVID. And then again, well, you say, well, what about the parents that they're going to run into? 
Well, they've they've all had the opportunity to get a vaccine. And we do have a therapeutic that shows amazing promise that we have discussed. And it's called monoclonal antibodies. And nobody ever wants to talk about that either as a potential option for people, because, again, it's one size fits all medicine. It's it's very frustrating. There's no reason to be putting a vaccine that we know so little about into the arms and the veins of children, period. Well, we don't force kids to get a flu vaccine every year, do we? We do not. Well, okay, about the same number of kids, same exact percent, uh, 0.0008% of kids that have had trouble. But the science doesn't work for the argument here, so we're not going to use it. No, they only use science when it's convenient science. When it when it just they forget the rest of it. Anyway, eight hundred nine four one Sean is our number. You want to be a part of the program? Quick break, right back. Sean Hannity defending freedom, providing clarity, and calling out the left. Now more than ever, we need Hannity. Veterans Day here. Blinds.com wants to salute all of our heroes who serve this great nation of ours. They're honoring them by passing along huge savings to everybody. Now, no store beats their prices at Blinds.com. And they're going to now add an additional 45% off site-wide. Now is the perfect time to get the blinds you've always wanted at Blinds.com. They're offering major deals for Veterans Day, so you can get your home looking at the best they can for the holidays blinds.com they make it simple 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 and easy 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 and very affordable to upgrade your whole house with the latest styles premium materials what i love is motorization they have the latest in custom and convenient motorization for blind shades interior shutters and much more and by the way with blinds.com there's no misleading quotes hidden fees and you could talk and get free professional design consultation from one of their One of their great professionals. They're incredibly helpful. Anyway, whether you're a do-it-yourselfer or you're going to have them handle the install and measuring start to finish, you always get free shipping. You always get 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go to blinds.com right now through November the 11th. Save an additional 45% off their everyday low prices. Blinds.com. They make it simple, and you get an additional 45% off everything. All right, Joe Biden hovering in the mid-30s in terms of his approval rating, and Kamala Harris even lower in the 20s. We have a full report with our pollsters coming up next.